0: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. This is the Turn on the Jets
1: Podcast. I don't
0: have to convince any one of those eight defensive coaches how effed up
1: I am. These players, they want to defend MetLife Stadium for you
0: guys. Here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. We are off hiatus. It's been a little bit of a break. I think the last time I talked to everybody, it was before the Jets lost to the 0-11 Bengals, then beat the Dolphins on a last-second field goal, and now last night lost 42-21 to the Baltimore Ravens in a game that was probably not as close as the score indicated. Today, I am talking with Jack Settleman, who is a co-worker here with me at Whistle, uh, but also a massive Ravens fan and a much more successful podcast host than I am. Uh, runs Snapback Sports, uh, runs Snapback Chat now. Uh, getting a little more active on Twitter with the gambling. We we swiped them from uh, Action Sports and got them over here. So we're gonna talk a little Jets Ravens, but mostly what it's like to follow and cover a young quarterback and how a fan base reacts to every little thing they do and don't do. Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, both second year quarterbacks, both. Obviously having different seasons, to put it (laughs) it one way. Uh, We're going to talk about that for our normal 20 or 25 minutes or so. We'll be back in the normal routine of episodes, although do have a big off-season project that I'm excited to give some more details about in the next week or so once I finalize some things. But we'll be back to being active on the feed. I'm not traveling anymore. I'm back here to watch the Jets finish yet another losing season. (laughs) Before we jump into talking to Jack, subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. I think we're around like 600 on iTunes. I'm overdue for a giveaway right now, but I've just been too beaten down by the losses to do on. We'll, we'll get some more going, but just give a rating anyway. I mean, I, you know, we appreciate all the engagement on Twitter and on the site, but our iTunes numbers could always be better. All right, I will stop rambling. Jack, how you doing? Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me on. I'm excited.
0: What you, We were talking yesterday before kickoff. I think both of us expected the Ravens to, to roll pretty easily, and they did. I mean, what what is your, like, 60-second thoughts and take on the game last night?
1: Well, I think the first half was a little closer than the score actually indicated. Darnold with the red zone turnover failing on fourth. I mean, it could have been a much closer game, but it was – it was pretty much domination from start to finish. I think the Jets probably surprisingly moved the ball a little better. Crowder actually had a day on Marlon Humphrey, who to me is our best defensive player. So Jets, they show it's. I, it feels like that's what the Jets are—they show flashes, but overall bad coaching, not a complete team, ends up in a three-touchdown loss.
0: Yeah, there was definitely a window there before the half where the Jets somewhat figured out slowing down the Ravens' offense, and they, had, you know, down fourteen. Driving in for a touchdown, they go for it on fourth down. A lot of disagreements among Jet fans about the play call. I didn't hate it. I think they they didn't block it up well, and the Ravens were all over it. And, you know, he put it up there to Robbie to make a play, and it's a very hard play to make, but it's a play you you want your lead receiver to make. And Robbie's been great the past few weeks, and he was good again last night, so I don't want to knock him too much on that one. And then Darnold threw the interception before the half, I think overall, Darnold was pretty good last night. I think he had some great throws. He had some nice moments. Two turnovers, uh, which is problematic. And the Jets continued to have no offense in the second half. Uh, It was kind of the same deal we saw against Miami. The game was really put to bed in the third quarter. When the Jets offense, you know, they have a strip sack. They go three and out twice. And it was really over then. And you get the requisite garbage time block punt touchdown, which feels like it's happened like seven times this year for the Jets. And yet they're still going to be bottom five in scoring. So... There's not like it was kind of just like a somewhat uneventful blowout. I'm happy Darnold didn't throw up all over himself and that he looked competent and had some really nice moments. And it was a good game for Crowder, as you said. Probably Le'Veon's best game of the year, which is kind of sad because it was only eighty-seven yards rushing. <laughs> Again, they didn't use him in the passing game, as I shared on Twitter. More targets for Jeff Smith and Daniel Brown than on Bell and Ty Montgomery, which is kind of the story of this season. Uh is there any doubt at this point that Lamar is going to win the MVP? I would say no, right? No, it's over. I mean, I, they definitely used last night to like run up the stats a little bit. He had five, yeah. five passing touchdowns. really should have had six and then almost ran for 100 yards and beat Vic's record. Yeah. You, I know you're a massive Jackson fan now because he's on your favorite team. What, what was your thoughts on him coming out of college, and did you ever think he would be this good this fast?
1: Ecstatic when we drafted him. Going from Joe Flacco, which is the most mundane, boring, 22 completions 40 attempts for 212 yards every single game topping out at 24 points to actually having a playmaker i was thrilled i think he came in last year as a rookie he's a winner like you can just see from his mentality the kid loves to just win football games it's actually like oddly obsessive like he won't talk anything other than winning games um But, no, I didn't think he would be this. I thought that he could win games. He needed development. After last year's playoff game, it was just a a watch and see, right? They're going to just make him pass. He came out week one. It was the Dolphins. He throws five touchdowns. He's now become one of the best. Like, I started thinking about it after last night. If he didn't run, and a lot of his running helps him get open passing lanes, but from the pocket as a passer, he makes all the throws that you can really ask any above-average quarterback to make. He's not an elite passer like Mahomes or Rodgers or those guys, but when you combine it, with he's he's fifth in the league in rushing yards. You, yeah. that, you can't stop that. So. He's
0: such a unique player. Uh, and the Ravens have done a great job building and curating that offense around him to play to his strengths, but... His ability to be above average as a passer, uh, which he probably wasn't consistently last year, has just made him that much harder to defend. And as a runner, he's arguably the you know one of the most dangerous runners in the NFL, if not the most dangerous runner in the NFL. You know he's over a thousand yards, uh, and that dynamic is so difficult to defend against. And I think it's going to be something that becomes more and more common going forward. I think teams are going to try to replicate what Baltimore did. I'm sure Greg Roman's going to get some head coaching interviews. Yeah. And, Easier said than done because there's only one Lamar out there who is that fast and that quick. I mean, at this point in a season like this, is there any Ravens fans left who are not fully on the Lamar-Baron wagon or don't think that they can win a Super Bowl with him or that he is going to be the guy for the next 10 to
1: 15 years?
0: Is it... I think
1: I think there's not many football fans who aren't on Lamar ba- bandwagon. Like he is just so likable. Like every Steelers fans tell me they're like, I wish I could hate Lamar Jackson. I can't yeah. hate him. He's too likable. Um, ten to fifteen years is a stretch because everyone just says, oh, he's gonna get hurt doing what he does. That's the only counter argument. He's never gotten hurt in college. He's always protects himself as a runner. Obviously, it's different. But then I'll point out like Mahomes missed games this year. Big Ben's out for the year. Like. Pocket quarterbacks get hurt, running quarterbacks get hurt, so that's really the only doubt in people's minds, is can he sustain that, and then once athleticism wears, by that time in his career, will he be enough of a pocket passer?
0: Yeah, it's funny, that always does come up, and it's going to keep coming up, but if you look, you know, Darnold's missed six games already in his career, Josh Allen has missed a handful of games, Baker Mayfield's been banged up, Mm -hmm. and then all the other guys you named have also been hurt this year, so... Lamar does seem to be smarter as a runner than a guy like RG3 was earlier in his career. Uh, ironic that they're on the same team <laughs> now. Uh, but I do think that would really be the only thing that would hold them back. And everyone who doesn't have their team in the playoffs is going to be rooting for the Ravens or Chiefs because everyone wants to see right. New England get knocked off. And obviously they look vulnerable right now. They lost to Mahomes. They lost to Jackson. Uh, they lost to Watson. Although the Texans have not been looking great after getting throttled by Denver. <laughs> True I've lot it's uh, it's been fun to watch, and he's it's, it's an easy guy to root for, and you know, I with Jet fans and with fans of any team, who has a young quarterback. I think the reflex is always to get super defensive whenever you're praising another young quarterback. You know, Jet fans feel like they have to hate Mayfield and have mm-hmm. to hate Allen. And I, I didn't like Allen coming out either. I thought he's been better than I thought he would be, although I still think he's pretty crappy as a passer. Uh, I like Jackson coming out. He's definitely been better than I expected. Rosen, I I liked, and he's been a mess. He's also been in bad situations. With Darnold, after every game, every Jet fan fights about Darnold. How good was he? How much is Gase's fault? How much is it the system's fault? Or the supporting cast? You know, last night, I think he was pretty good i think this year he's been pretty good he's improved a little bit from last year and i basically phrased it as what i've seen to date i'm confident he's going to get a second contract here which is a rare thing for the jets i'm not 100 percent confident he's going to be an all pro or a top 10 quarterback yet we just haven't seen enough of that yet and i think that's like a reasonable way to look at it i think whenever anyone asks someone to rate the five quarterbacks from that class lamar's obviously one rosen's obviously five the other three are going to get sorted by who are you a fan of and who what style of play are you prone to. I would say because of his age and his style of play that Darnold has the highest upside. Now, if he could get away from Adam Gase, maybe he fulfills that potential because Ryan Tannehill is playing better than any quarterback in the league <laughs> right now except for Lamar Jackson, which is crazy. I mean, when you look at those three guys, away from Jackson, away from Rosen, who would you want to have be your quarterback for the next, let's call it five to eight years.
1: It's a great question, and I I can't wait to revisit this in five to eight years. It's And I think it goes to the point we made earlier in the podcast. The Ravens build a system around Lamar Jackson, which there will never be another Lamar. There will be players, I'm sure, similar, but the Ravens build a system. I hope that's what changes the NFL. Build systems around your big players. Mm-hmm. Don't sign a, a outside linebacker and say, well, he doesn't fit the scheme, he has to play out of his role. So with that being said, you have – sam darnold with a horrible coach the quarterback whisperer Mm -hmm. you have baker mayfield with potentially an even worse coach he is also horrible so you kind of have to grade those two without looking at their current performance i think baker can sling it but the issue is in the nfl a lot of a lot of wins come from the quarterbacks not losing games and that's the one thing that josh allen has cut down on this year he's not turning the ball over while sam and baker do and i think like Lamar went 6-1 and one last year. He threw, like, eight touchdowns, yeah. like, in those seven games. So, as long as you're not turning the ball over, Darnold's is concerning because it goes all the way back to college. Allen, though, he's not a good passer, and he's always struggled with accuracy. So, I think you have the tools in Sam and Baker that you don't really have in Allen, but you just got to get him proper coaching.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like we're going to have to wait until after 2020, which is, just makes this stretch of Jets football so hard, I think, Gase is going to be back next year no matter what. I know some Jet fans are still holding out hope but if they lose their last two, they're going to change their mind. They're not. He's going to be the coach next year and that will probably be it because next year it's going to be tough for the team to be over 500 just with how their schedules laid out and because they're not going to be able to fix everything in one off season it doesn't work like that and Darnold has to overcome Gase rather than be improved by him. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough thing to deal with every week. Like they're going to have a couple nice games like they did this year where they beat up on Oakland and Washington and the Giants. Uh, but then you're going to run into a Cincinnati game. I mean, this team's 1-6 and six on the road, uh, and that's impossible to overcome. If You can't win on the road, and Gase has struggled on the road. Donald has struggled on the road, although he did not struggle as much as he normally does did last night. And it's just going to be a challenging situation. I do wonder with Cleveland if there's some rumblings, if they're going to make a move to a guy like Mike McCarthy, who's apparently getting ready to come back. And I didn't want McCarthy last year. Without a year off, but if he did what Adam Gase should have done, or any coach should do after they get fired, take a year or two, figure out what you're doing wrong, figure out how to get better, I could absolutely see McCarthy being a massive upgrade over Freddie Kitchens. You know, it feels like the the Browns are two and eleven, although they're six and seven, and they'll mm-hmm. probably finish eight and eight with the rest of their schedule. Uh, but there's just so much talent. It feels like there's so much talent on that team. As a Jet fan, talking about you know what we have to deal with. Uh, it's it's kind of been disappointing. I'd rather have more good young quarterbacks than have to deal with watching crappy quarterbacks mm-hmm. play uh, every single week. So before we talk about expectations for the rest of the season, next Sunday, Jets Steelers at MetLife, Jets' last home game of the year. I have a sneaking suspicion there will be a lot of yellow towels in the stands. <laughs> uh, if you are going to the game and you don't want Steelers fans to take your tickets, make sure that you are using Vivid Seats to get your ticket Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back, Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program today. And when it is time to buy, new users enter the code promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. That's promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app. All right, Ravens, unless something catastrophic happens, we'll be the one seed who are you most worried about seeing in the playoffs? I'm assuming it's going to be between New England and Kansas City.
1: Um, it's not even close and it's the chiefs. I'm praying, begging, just going to sleep at night, wishing Tom Brady would come back to Baltimore. Cause all I hear about is how Bill Belichick didn't show anything. I've never heard of an NFL coach, let alone the greatest coach ever trying to throw a regular season game, but that's apparently what he did in November. Um, Brady just, he can't he can't get it done anymore. The offensive line isn't there to protect him. He doesn't have the weapons. He can't rely on Gronk. And our defense would just blitz the hell out of him. And that's always been the thing is pressure on Brady. You can win games. And that defense is good. It's very good, actually. But it's not, like people are talking, it's the greatest defense of all time. It's it's nowhere like that. Um, and then the Chiefs, they're the biggest threat because you can't, there will be times where you physically, no matter how good your defense or scheme or any of it is, you can't stop Mahomes. He'll make throws, he'll beat you. Tyreek Hill would be a problem with his speed. And Kelsey, uh, we just don't cover tight ends very well. So I think we're a better team than the Chiefs. We would theoretically run on run all over them, hold time of possession. But when it comes down to it, Mahomes can single-handedly beat you. That's the one team. And like it, it's the playoffs, so there's a bunch of good teams. So I shouldn't be worried about Ryan Tannehill, but he he also can't be stopped right now. It's insane that
0: we're even talking about. Right. That. It's, it's literally insane. insane.
1: But coming from a Ravens fan, it's like you win two home playoff games, one against it should be either Houston, Tennessee, Buffalo, Pittsburgh. You like your chances. and I do not want a Devlin Hodges playoff game, but I feel like we're yeah, getting it. Yeah. It, it seems, I think they're probably going to beat Buffalo this weekend. Um, but, yeah, it's it's the Chiefs.
0: There's going to be some fun matchups. I mean, just, I mean, Jackson Mahomes would be a great AFC championship game. Mm -hmm. Even getting to see, you know, Watson against one of those guys would be fun. Mm -hmm. I just wish Watson was on Chicago and in a better situation. Uh, cause I think people sleep on how bad Bill O'Brien is and everyone just looks at DeAndre Hopkins and says he has a great supporting cast. And yes, DeAndre Hopkins is amazing, but the rest of their supporting cast has been up and down, uh, I don't know. I mean, right now I'd pick Tennessee to win that division. I, I, mean, I just agree. Just red
1: hot. Houston would be out of the playoffs with a loss and a Pittsburgh win yeah, with two I, games to go. I could
0: see it heading in that direction. I mean, Houston and Tennessee play each other twice still yeah. in one of those weird scheduling <laughs> things. But Tennessee's been the better team right now. And if Derrick is going to keep doing what he's doing yeah. and Tannehill's going to keep playing like that, it's it's a weird scenario for Jet fans. Weird. Uh, by weird, I mean depressing that if you would have told people before this year you'd be watching Ryan Tannehill in a playoff game, maybe a home playoff game, he's lighting it up as the highest-rated quarterback in the league while, you know, Darnold's kind of flat on most of his stats and the Jets go 5-11 and 11 or 6-10, and 10, which is what they're going to finish up at. Uh, it would have been shocking uh, and frustrating. There's no doubt about that.
1: From an outside perspective, because, I mean, I'm in the trenches with these guys. We've won a bunch of games in a row, and it feels like you know, we are the best team in the league. I do believe that, the most complete team. But it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. Does it look like the Ravens are the best team? Does it look like like some people say we're almost unbeatable right now? How is it kind of viewed?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the general consensus right now is the Ravens are the best team. And that's because they beat San Francisco in that close mm-hmm. game, which would be probably be most other people's choice, especially coming off that Saints game. It's going to be interesting. I'm sure the line is going to dictate and show that most people are, will be scared to pick them over New England if they end up playing New England. Because P- New England's going to win their last three games because they're playing the Bengals and the Dolphins. They play
1: the Bills. The Bills. I, all I'm rooting they, for oh in God, life God, no, 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 is Tom to Brady to have to play on wildcard weekend on the road. That's all, all I want. Last like. time it happened,
0: while they, they it, were, it's, it's never Ryans. happened. That's because right. he's one that do it. I still think they'll finish 13 and 3, and people will be like, okay. They're fine, and maybe they get a good matchup for them in the second round uh, and get to the AFC Championship game. And I think people will be scared or hesitant to pick against them. I guess understandably so. (laughs) They definitely look – I just don't know how they beat Baltimore or Kansas City right now. I can absolutely see them beating Houston or Tennessee or someone else they get a Mm matchup with. But it feels like Baltimore or Kansas City. And Mahomes doesn't look fully like himself. Baltimore plays. What was th- the
1: tweet that you just got about Mahomes?
0: Someone was basically said, they, they said, I guess it was an insult, that he looked like a bag of balls this year. Because they were basically like, this is a one off fluke year for Jackson. Like, Mahomes had a fluke year last year. I'm like, Mahomes, 21 touchdowns, three interceptions, 8.4 YPA in 11 games. So right. saying that Mahomes is not playing well this year is insane. Especially coming off wing in New England, which yeah. like, it's so hard to do. Like, it's such a rare thing. And he was good enough in that game. Yeah. I, but yeah, I mean, it, the Ravens and Niners look like they play at a different speed, and they have this sort of run-heavy, multi-pronged attack with a bunch of different mm-hmm. runners going through. So I think they'll probably, I guess, be the odds-on favorite to win the whole mm-hmm. thing. I think most people are interested and excited to see a Niners-Ravens rematch. Uh, and they'll be an easy—I think a lot of people will get behind them in the playoffs. And I totally. Think if, if you're a Ravens fan right now, you're probably going to go 14-2. and You have an MVP, a quarterback— these windows to win a Super Bowl—you never know how long they're going to be open. And you, I think the expectation should be, if you're the one seed in the AFC, to get to the Super Bowl. And yeah. the Super Bowl, right? I mean, are you going to be disappointed with anything
1: short of that? No, I. Oh, yes, <laughs> I will be disappointed. I think a lot of Ravens fans just internally want us to beat Cleveland, rest the starters, week 17. I caution heavily against that. I mm. think game speed two weeks. Is with the bye and them resting 17 is tough. Plus, you're letting the rival get into the playoff. The Packers went 15-1 and one with Rodgers. They did the same thing. Matt Flynn started Week 17. They come off the bye. Eli Manning beats them so the uh, in, in Green Bay. So I think that's a huge thing. But no doubt in my mind, the best-kept secret somehow is the Ravens' defense. That yes. is the best part. I know we have a number-one scoring offense, but the best part of our team is the defense. Last year, we were the number-one defense. We struggled in the first four games. We get Jimmy Smith back. We make the trade for Peters. We sign two linebackers, two defensive tackles. We have a top-five defense, and that is going unspoken. Jets looked competent outside of a blocked punt, they really only scored 13 points, yeah. which was, do the Jets have a good special team? We have one of the best units Number in the one league.
0: DVOA special team unit in the NFL, the Jets. Two they, years running. But as you see, it doesn't really matter. The Jets
1: right. made us look terrible in yeah. special teams. Tucker missed the extra point. That's yeah. a whole other story. But it's dominated special yes, sure. the expectation is get to Miami, which I think the only thing that can really stop us in the AFC is Pat's defense can slow us down. And then is the weather. You saw in Buffalo. Once it got windy, Lamar struggled. You saw, um, what was the game before that? Oh, uh, the Niners with the bad weather. It, January football. It's cold. Yeah. It's windy. It's tough. I think if we happen to skate through, and then we get to Miami, it's just guns a blazing.
0: It would be. A, I mean, look, it would be fun to see Jackson or Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, anyone but New England. I got to finally go to a Super Bowl last year and had to watch New England win and have confetti dumped in my head <laughs> and be surrounded by Patriot fans. And it, it was literally the worst. As for the Jets, Steelers at home next week, Buffalo on the road to close the season. I would guess Buffalo is going to need that game in some capacity. So I, some Jet fans are like, well, maybe they'll be resting the starters. And I'd rather see them just play Buffalo normal. Yeah. It's a good test for Darnold and he needs road wins and division wins. You know, Pittsburgh, I think honestly, it's going to be an ugly. Low-scoring game. I mean, Mike Tomlin, outside of Harbaugh, is probably the coach of the year because not only have are they um, really their fourth quarterback uh, because I think Dobbs was their third-string mm-hmm. year star and they trade him. Juju has been playing and he's been like eh this year. Yeah. Same with Connor, and they're like playing like Benny Snell and all these other random rookies at oh, receiver. Yeah. Uh, their defense is great though. The Minka Fitzpatrick pay, trade has paid off, and I'm very curious to see how that defensive struggle against Buffalo goes, and then Jets get those two teams so. Only thing that's really matters is can Darnold finish the season strong? Can he keep his turnovers under what they were last year? Can he put together, I don't know, a signature win? You know, a big comeback win, an upset win, which either of those two would be. Uh, I don't think anyone would feel good going into the season, going into the offseason, losing four of your last five or losing three in a row. Uh, you know, draft positions kind of negligible at this point. They're going to be somewhere between seven and twelve, and they need to hopefully draft an offensive player for
1: God's sake. What can position? They-
0: I would take receiver O-line. O-line, probably. Yeah. I'm, O-line is the top priority by far, and you could find receivers in the middle rounds, especially with this class that's yeah. coming out. So I, I would focus on O-line. I just can't deal with another. Unless it was going to be Chase Young, which it won't be right. now. The Giants are probably going to get him and Matt Rule, which makes me want to jump off the building <laughs> that we're in right now. Uh, is I mean,
1: Odell you know, a real possibility? I don't think so. And I think would that. you want him?
0: I always like. Tw- yes, I would want him. That's yeah, my short answer. Yeah. I-, I want as much help around Sam as possible. I like Odell. I think he's not been himself this year. He clearly doesn't look healthy. Yeah, he's still been fairly productive. He probably get nine hundred, a thousand yards. Only two or three touchdowns, which has been the biggest disappointment. Yeah, I want. I want Donald to have more help on his rookie <laughs> contract, and I don't think the cost for Odell is going to be insane at the moment. Uh, I don't know how many picks it has, but the Jets have extra picks. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. I think ultimately, all things considered, he probably ends up being back in Cleveland next year. That could be wrong. I never thought he'd get traded by the Giants in the first place. Uh, But yeah, I I would definitely take him. I want Sam to have help. It's why I wanted Bell, and while it's been disappointing, I think that's some on Bell, no question, but mostly on how Gase is
1: is using Mm -hmm. him. I want I want talent. What happened here. at the end of last last night's game with him, with Sam, and Gase? Did you see that? I it? saw the clip. Reading and, into it? Or yeah, no?
0: I mean, Darnold, they've done the PR cycle on it now that it was nothing. It yeah. looked like they they kind of snapped at each other about a fourth down play. And the Jets have this like weird dynamic where their quarterback, GM, and head coach all have the same agent. So it's like a weird situation wow. where Jimmy Sexton basically runs their entire organization. <laughs> so... Look, G- I mean, Darnold's the most powerful guy in the organization. Gase, in practice, really is right now. It's clear that the owner is obsessed with him for whatever reason. But if there starts being some real friction there. And candidly, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> Gase clearly has the relations with certain New York outlets. And there's starting to be a lot more questioning of Darnold from them. Mm-hmm. They already did this with Bell, where... First, we get the story about Darnold out drinking and Bounce. Then we get Bell bowling. And then you get a couple articles like, is Darnold developing fa- developing fast enough? Are the Jets going to trade Bell? This is what Gase does. The same thing he did in Miami. He's going to try to shield blame off and maybe say Darnold's not his guy if he's struggling and not playing well enough. And all of it makes me sick. and pisses me off because they just need to fire Gase and hire a better coach and things could turn around faster.
1: So... As Sam moves forward, he can make all the throws. He's accurate. How do you solve the turnover problem? Because to me, that's the biggest thing right now for him. Have we seen quarterbacks in the past really make a jump? Like, look at Jameis. He's, I mean, he can't. 30 touchdowns, 30 receptions. He literally can't fix it. Have we seen quarterbacks kind of make an improvement? An improvement? That I, mean, Pey-
0: is- I mean, I'm not saying Darwin's going to be yeah. Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning, yeah. Aikman, Elway are always examples. Jet fans point to heavy turnovers early in their career. Gradually got better throughout their career. Um, it's a good question. What's been encouraging is that Darwin was a fumbling machine at USC. I think mm. he had like eight or nine fumbles his senior year. He only had one fumble last year. He has two this year. Okay, Manageable amount. I think the interceptions are always going to be part of his game. The question is, Kind of like hopefully a better version of Eli Manning. Can you cancel that out with big plays and touchdowns? I don't really mind if Darnold has 10 to 15 interceptions every year. If he's going to throw 28 to 35 touchdowns and have a YPA, you know, over eight, that's what I'm more concerned about. I'm more concerned that he was 6.9 yards per attempt last year, he's 7.0 this year. Mm -hmm. That's bottom five. You got to get that number up around eight, uh, high sevens at least. And if you're going to score points and rack up yards but have a turnover each game, I could live with that because you got to win by scoring points and being aggressive in the NFL. I don't want him to be 18 of 21 every week for 110 yards. Uh, I'd rather have him throw for 310 yards and have three touchdowns and an interception every single week. So if he could keep protecting on the fumble, um, I'll feel better about it going forward. I I do think, like, all things considered, he – Worst case scenario settles into being like a Matthew Stafford type guy if the Jets could get a better, you know, coaching yeah. staff around him.
1: I mean, I love Stafford, he's yeah. just a perennial loser, but he, he can yeah. win games, he can make plays. That would be a solid quarterback to have. I wonder, Who were your rankings in the two, three, four spot with Sam right but, now? Yeah,
0: uh, I, I do, I don't think this is even biased. I yeah. would say like I would put Darnold second, I bet, I bet Darnold 2A. Allen to be just based on this year. Right. Mayfield was the best of the three last year by a wide margin. Yep. Mayfield's been really disappointed this year. He's like 20, 21 turnovers. Yep. Allen, as much as I want to knock him, and I don't think he's as good of a passer as Sam, he's going to run for 700 yards and eight, nine touchdowns this year. Mm-hmm. You have to factor that in. That's a huge part of what Buffalo's built on. And that's why they're probably going to make the playoffs this year. So you could go either way, in my mind, with those guys. None of them have been dominant enough to be like, this guy has to be the second guy. So it, it doesn't – ultimately, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we just need Darnold to play better. They need a better offensive line. They need more help at uh, pass rusher. They need more help at cornerback. They need a better coach. And they need an easier schedule next year.
1: <laughs> In that five- to eight-year period, you think it lines up the same way?
0: Pro- if I if you had to ask or me – Or maybe
1: Baker jumps Allen. Just yeah,
0: I, I would rather have Baker or Darnold over Allen long-term. Okay. I, again, Allen's been better than I thought he would be. Uh, I still think – His inability to throw the ball accurately, consistently will be a major problem. And Unlike Lamar, he does a bad job protecting himself when he runs. I think he will actually get hurt, and that will limit his effectiveness long-term. I think Buffalo, as they're showing this year, can win with him. Uh, I just, long-term, I'd I'd rather have Darnold or Mayfield than Allen. That's
1: fair. All
0: right. Good conversation. Thank you, everybody, for uh, sticking with this podcast, despite me taking off for two weeks. We'll be back with an episode next week. Turn on the Jets.com, at Caparoso on Twitter. Follow Snapback Chat, Snapback Sports Podcast. What is your Twitter handle again? Put it out. It's, just spell
1: it at, out. it's at Jack Settleman,
0: Man. You'll You'll see the name is
1: Baby Goat Jackson. That's the nickname for Lamar.
0: Follow everyone who works at Whistle and follow Whistle, please. I don't often ask for that in the Turn on the Jets podcast, but I think it's a, it's a fair enough request. Happy early holidays to everyone in case, for whatever reason, I don't record a podcast next week. Hopefully I will. Uh, and that's it. Thank you.